All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sports Pulse Podcast. Um, if you guys have been following along, today is going to work a little bit different. Uh, as of last Monday, Nick gave you the NHL power rankings. This week, we'll mark the very first MLB power rankings. Um, I will be the only person doing uh, this episode today. And uh, we'll kind of just get right into it. I will go uh, starting from 10 down to 1. And, yeah. So starting off for me, at my number 10 spot, there's a few teams I feel like I could have put. But ultimately, I went with the Washington Nationals. Look, they're a team that they didn't play as well as they could have last year. But they're coming off of a World Series in 2019. It's not a team that is very far removed from having success. And in my opinion, they probably have one of the best hitters in all of baseball in Juan Soto. Mixed with, you know, guys that they went out and got, you know, Kyle Schwarber and Josh Bell, who have both looked pretty decent in spring training. Ryan Zimmerman, who's looked great so far in spring training. You know, I think that for the Nationals, they have a lot, of, uh, you know, to build on right now. Um, you know, they have Trey Turner at shortstop. I'm a huge fan of him. Victor Robles out in center field. So I think that for now I'm comfortable putting them at number 10. Um, like I said, there are there a few teams that, you know, you might disagree, you know, might disagree, disagree with me on and, you know, have them ahead. But for me right now, it's the Nationals. I, I like their lineup. I like their pitching staff. Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg when he's healthy, John Lester, Patrick Corbin, you know, I, I feel like they're trying to make a statement. And yes, they are in a loaded division. But to me, I think they're worthy of a top 10. Number 9, I have the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, I've talked about them pretty much every episode I've had a chance to with the Blue Jays. I mean, with uh, MLB. I'm a big fan of them. Obviously, as a Yankees fan, it kind of contradicts my, you know, what I like. However, if you're a fan of baseball... You should be a fan of this team. They're young. You know, they went out. They got Springer. They got Simeon. Two veteran guys that are going to add tons and tons of value to their lineup. Uh, You know, I know that, you know, with Vlad Jr., they're expecting him to have a bigger season this year. Bo Bichette obviously has become one of their, you know, their top players. Teoscar Hernandez looked great last year. If all of those guys, Springer, Simeon, Vlad, Bobachet, Teoscar Hernandez, if they hit home runs, if they drive the ball, they're going to be successful. They have Kevin Biggio, who's a great, you know, contact hitter and honestly probably has some pop of his own. You know, I think that for the Blue Jays, they're set up really well, especially to compete in the division that they're in. Um, you know, the Yankees in the past haven't had the best, you know, starting rotation. Obviously, they've tried to, you know, kind of up it this year. Uh, and, you know, we're coming off of the Rays losing Blake Snell. This is going to be a Blue Jays team that is going to look to be extremely competitive. Best case scenario, you know, they all you play really well. Their pitching locks down enough for them to win games, and they you know, win maybe 92, 93 games. Number eight, I have the Chicago White Sox. Now, they would be... Higher on my list if they did not just lose Eloy Jimenez. I'm a huge Eloy Jimenez fan. I thought that going into this year, you know, they really had their team that they wanted to build. Eloy in left, Robert in center field, uh, Nomar Mazzara in right field. I, I thought that it was a solid, solid lineup. 
And now I'm just interested to see how they're going to kind of turn the tide a little bit, uh, at least in terms of left field. They said they might come out and they might play Adam Eaton. They might play Andrew Vaughn, you know, the, their top prospect who's actually a first baseman. Um, but regardless, I still, I like this team. They're young, but they also have a lot of veteran leadership. You know, they went out, they got Dallas Keuchel. I think they brought in Liam Hendricks for the bullpen. Like, they, they really revamped themselves. But I love Yasmani Grandal. I love Jose Abreu. It's, it's a really solid lineup with the mix of Yohan Makata and Tim Anderson, you know, on the left side of the infield. This is a team to definitely watch out for. I mean, they're starting a little bit lower than I would usually have them, but I just I want to see how it works out. Moving on to number seven, I actually have the Tampa Bay Rays. And look, I just said that, you know, they lost they lost their, probably their two best starters um, in my eye. Well, actually, no, that's not true. They have Tyler Glass now. So now Tyler Glass now gets to step up and be their ace. But after losing Blake Snell and Charlie Morton, two of their better starters, I'm interested to see how this Rays team bounces back. We know that they are a scrappy team. They turned a very, very, very low payroll into a World Series contending team. Yeah, they lost. You know, the Dodgers are that good. But the Rays are also really good. They compete in a, t- in a division that has the New York Yankees probably the best offense in baseball when they're healthy, and they beat them. So can the Rays repeat the scrappy, you know, high IQ level of baseball that they had last year? You know, I, I think for Kevin Cash, you know, the manager, if he wins, then he might be one of the best managers in the game because they don't have a star-studded lineup. They do have a lot of t- they have a lot of prospects, but none of them are going to be playing this year. It all depends on what type of you know production they're going to get out of you know Randy Rosarina, Austin Meadows, you know these guys that have stepped up in the past. But now can they put it all together for a 162 game season? You know they'll probably need Kevin Kiermaier to hit. They'll need Willie Adams to hit. And so it'll be really interesting to see how it works out. But for me, obviously coming off of a World Series, you know. I think that they know what to do, and I'll be interesting to see. At number six, I have the New York Mets. I know I've seen that some people have had them higher, but for me, the reason why they're not higher is just because it's the New York Mets. Um, yes, they have new faces everywhere. They went out and they got their stud Lindor. You know, they added Carlos Carrasco. They got Tejon Walker. You know, Stroman's going to be back this year. Um, the Grom is obviously just the model of consistency for starting pitching. Uh, he's, he's looking for his third Cy Young. Look, this would be their year to at least contend. Um, you know, DeGrom is getting up there. He's going to be 33-34. Um, so this would be their year to try and do something. But I know that they're going to get Syndergaard back later in the year. But that puts them in a good position for, you know, September, October baseball. If they find a way to produce runs this season, you know, Alonzo, Smith, McNeil, J.D. Davis, like, they have these options. So I'm, I'm just interested to see how it's going to work out. I, I think that they're a very solid team. But for me, the reason why they're not higher is their bullpen is not really that reliable. Um, they've struggled to produce runs when they, Jacob DeGrom is pitching, but they've also struggled to hold the leads that they've had. Um, this spring, Delvin Patances has looked awful. I mean, his fastball sitting 89-92, and, you know, this is three or four years removed after he was 
pitching 100, 101 with the Yankees and was striking out over 100 guys, you know, for four straight years. So for the Mets, this should be, you know, troublesome. Edwin Diaz also hasn't proven to be, you know, very consistent for you. So it's just interesting for me to, like, I think they have the talent. I'm going to rate them six to start this season, and I hope that they prove me wrong because, honestly, it looks like a really good team. At number five, I have the Minnesota Twins. They are probably one of the top offenses in baseball. You know, they went out, they kind of got some help for their pitching. I think they're going to really, you know, rely on some guys like Michael Pineda who kind of fall back to where he used to be. Um, But the best part about this is can they just repeat every day? Byron Buxton might be one of the most exciting baseball players to watch in all of baseball. This is a guy who's six foot four, you know, can run faster than anybody else in the league. It's not, I don't even think it's close. Maybe Tim LaCastro or Trey Turner. But Byron Buxton, he covers, you know, everything in the outfield. He's got a solid glove. But can he put together, you know, the home runs? He had 13, I think, in 29 games last year. That's really impressive. So now, can he do that in a full 162 game season? If he stays healthy, because, you know, He's a kind of player that he plays so hard that he tends to get hurt. So I think for him, he needs to be a 140, 150, you know, game guy for them. And maybe he hits that 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 potential plateau that everybody's been talking about. This is a guy who with his you know potential could be a 30 home run guy, be a 30 stolen base guy, maybe a 40-40. And you know, it it's definitely there, but you know, we'll see. Number four for me is the Atlanta Braves. Um, you know, I'm a big Braves fan. And let's not forget, they had a 3-1 lead on the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, um, they did have, you know, Adam Duvall and stuff like that last season. And he's not back with them this year. But for the most part, everybody's back. Um, to me, they have three MVP caliber se- you know, guys to watch out for this year. Maybe four if you count Marcelo Zuna. Um, you know, Acuna, Freeman, Albies, solid trio. Um, they're, they, this is a fun team to watch. They're, they're great for the game. They're exciting. They have a super young rotation. And I think that if all of them can hit their stride, this will be a, a very, very hard team. So like I said, I've already named three teams in that division, the NL East, um, between the Braves, the Mets, and the Nationals. It's going to be competitive. But I think that for the Braves, they should be a 95-win team. They have the talent. You know, Albies and Swanson up the middle are absolutely solid. Swanson's starting to hit better, which, you know, he did well in college. So I'm, I'm hoping that for him, he starts to kind of keep growing. Right now, a catcher, they should be proud. They have Travis Darnot, who hit really, really well for them last year. But they've had, you know, great competition for the youngsters. They have Alex Jackson. They have uh, a brother of Wilson Contreras, William Contreras. They have Shea Langoliers in the minors. This is a team that has just people waiting in the wings to step up and play. Um, you know, I'm excited for Austin Riley to finally get a chance to just stay in one position I think that he has a lot of potential. He can obviously hit the ball really well. It's just whether or not he can hit for average and play good defense at third base. But I think for him, staking in one position, he obviously has the athleticism to do it. I think it will be good for him. 
Um, I, I think it is interesting, though. They did uh, option Johan Camargo down to the minor leagues this year, which for me, I'm not a big fan of. I, I, I like him. I think he was good for their team in the utility position. But, you know, I understand that there are needs that they want to address and have, you know, guys up, and that that's fine. Moving to the outfield, uh, look, it, it's going to be fun. In my opinion, this might be one of the best, not maybe not defensively one of the best outfields, but just most fun in general. Uh, I, I think with Marcelo Zuna in left field, they're going to, he's going to hit, he's going to hit. He always has, he always will. Um, you know, last year he looked really, really good. I think that, you know, if they can get out of him what he produced last year, it's going to be, it's going to be a great season for them. We already know what they have with Ronald Acuna Jr. He's a guy, 40-40. Um, there's probably only, he's probably one of the only three guys that could probably do it. Him, Luis Robert, and maybe Byron Buxton if he gets going. But, um, just, it's crazy. And then Christian Pache, top prospect, going to play center field this year. This guy can absolutely cover the ground. Uh, he's got a absolute cannon to cover it up. Uh, he, he's, he's fun to watch, and I'm hoping that we see him adjust to Major League Pitching a little bit and, you know, start hitting a little bit better. Number three, I have the San Diego Padres. Um, they could probably go with two, but I think that you know there's going to be some things that we need to see with the Padres that you know might not make them two. They, with mixed with their signings and you know their young team, they are win now. They are absolutely win now. They you know they got Clevenger last year. I know he's going to miss um, you know most of the season, if not all of the season. Um, you know Blake Snell, you Darvish were absolutely stud signings for them. I mean I'm hoping. For you, Darvish's sake, and for the Padres' sake, that you, Darvish, you know, kind of looks like what he did last year and what he was when he was with the Rangers for a little bit, because we know that we've seen stretches from him where he's just looked awful. But I, I think that you know, being in San Diego in an environment where it's just exciting, I think it'll do well for him. Same thing with Blake Snell. This guy's an absolute competitor. He's probably got the best stuff of any lefty in the league. Um, you know, a fastball that runs 97 to almost 100 miles an hour. You know, an absolute destructor of a curveball. I don't even know if that's a word, but I'm going to call it that. Um, this is I, For the Padres, this was what they need. Not that Chris Paddock wasn't good. You know, obviously they have Denelson Lamette. So they're just adding to a really, really, really good uh, rotation in terms of potential, but now they're going to solidify it. Obviously, you're going to compete with the Los Angeles Dodgers in that division. Um, that's without saying everybody knows that now. So for me, the Padres are probably the team to watch out for. Uh, they got Austin Nola. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, Austin Nola, the catcher from the Mariners. I, I'm a really big fan of him. I hope that he probably hits probably between 260 to 270. I don't know what they're going to get out of him in terms of home run production. But it should be fun to watch. Uh, Eric Hosmer at first base. Um, look, he's not the same guy he was with the Kansas City Royals, but he's still, you know, a decent option, and it'll be good there. Second base, I think they're going to go with Jake Cronenworth. I'm not sure. I know that they have. Uh, I forget the guy's name and the prospect uh, guy that they signed. He's also really good. Obviously, with Tatis and Machado, they're just they're they're stacked on the left side. They are probably, and I say this 
now knowing that Arenado and Trevor Story are not together anymore, they're probably the best left, you know, left side of the infield that you can get. Um, defensively and hitting-wise, they're just, they're just insane. Um, I am excited for their outfield. I know that you know, Trent Grisham has been dealing with the hamstring problem right now, but I'm a huge fan of him. I think that this is a guy that has a ton of power. He's a decent fielder. He can run. So I'm excited for the Padres. I think that they're going to compete. Best case scenario, they, they take advantage of the matchups they have with the Dodgers, and they find a way to win the division. Now, I don't think they do. I think that you know the Dodgers are probably going to be in a 100-plus win team, and I think the Padres are probably shooting around 95, 98. So we'll see how that goes. At number two, I do have the New York Yankees. Um, like I said, when they are healthy... This is probably the best offense in baseball. And I say that knowing that they just nobody else has the amount of guys with pop on, on their team. Um, if Judge and Stan can stay healthy, this is a lethal team. And it doesn't really matter you know, who else they have because they have DJ LeMahieu, uh, who... It's probably would be my pick to, you know, if there's a guy that would be hitting, you know, 400 in a season, it would probably be DJ LeMahieu. Um, he's just, they call him the machine for a reason. Game after game, he just, every day, consistent, uh, consistent with how he hits. You know, he kind of gives me a little bit of Derek Jeter vibes the way he flicks the ball to right field. Uh, he's, a, he's such a good baseball player. Uh, Gleyber Torres has looked good this spring. I'm excited for him. I, I think that another full season for him will probably go a long way in terms of his development. I, I've, we've seen him be a 35-plus home run guy. I think he could definitely do it again. They have Miguel Andujar and Giovanni Urshela battling it at third base. Um, I know that it's Urshela's spot to lose, but knowing that you have Andujar who can hit, Behind him, it is probably really settling for them. Um, obviously, for me, the biggest question marks are going to, besides obviously the health, um, are three things. Clint Frazier in left field, Gary Sanchez behind the plate, and, of course, the starting rotation. First, we'll start off with Clint Frazier. I'm not going to lie, I was not sold on him um, when we first got him. This guy does, though, have elite bat speed. He can hit the ball anywhere. Uh, you know, he, he's got gr- tremendous power, great you know, hand-eye coordination, bat-to-ball skills. But I know a, a thing for me was always his fielding, and I, I think that last year we saw him clean it up. He's become a much better baseball player, and I'm excited for him to have a full season starting. It goes a long way for somebody's confidence when you give them the starting nod. I think for a young player like Clinton Frazier, it would definitely be beneficial. At catcher with Gary Sanchez, uh, I'm a Yankees fan, and I will say that I have been, I've had my mixed feelings with Gary Sanchez. Um, I think that he gets a lot of hate um, regarding his fielding, which is fine. Uh, he is probably one of the worst defensive catchers in the league. He does, though, have an absolute cannon, so that kind of helps his case a little bit. But the problem for me is his hitting. When he is hot, he is so hot. Um, but it just seems that he strikes out a lot. And the problem with me uh, this is 
it seems to be a lack of adjustments or, or I don't even want to say lack of care, but he almost seems lackadaisical when it comes to fixing things that go wrong during the season. Um, I know he's worked extremely hard on his defensive uh, you know, prowess, which is great. But if the Yankees want to you know, win, they're going to need Gary Sanchez to hit, especially when it comes to the postseason. Everybody's kind of figured it out that you go down away on a slider or a changeup, Gary Sanchez is always out in front, you know. Gary Sanchez is at his best when he can put, you know, keep his weight back and drive the ball to right center field. And a lot of times we don't see that happening. So I, I hope that we get back to that point because um, we all know it's there. But only time will tell when it comes to you know, seeing how he actually produces. And then I briefly mentioned it last week when I talked about you know, how the Yankees are going to be a fun team to watch. Garrett Cole, we know, is probably the best, second best starter in all of baseball. You know, and now we went out and we got Corey Kluber, Jameson Tyon. So these are guys who are kind of low risk, high reward things. You don't know what you're going to kind of get out of them. Obviously, Corey Kluber didn't even pitch at all last year. Um, well, he pitched like an inning and then, you know, kind of got hurt and then missed the whole entire season. So for me, if they can do that, they will probably become one of the best teams because you already know they have one of the best bullpens in the league. So I think that for the Yankees, they're going to start out at number two. Uh, if you look at them on paper, they probably one of the most feared teams, but it all depends on whether or not they can stay healthy. And then, of course, for number one, at the top of my list, I have the Los Angeles Dodgers. This is not even close I don't care how good you think the Yankees are. I don't care how good you think the Padres are. The, the Los Angeles Dodgers have the best, you know, best roster, you know, on paper. They have probably three Cy Young caliber guys, um, and that's not even including stuff. That's just in terms of production. Uh, you know, Clayton Kershaw, Walker Buehler, and Trevor Bauer. Obviously, you know, Kershaw has won many Cy Youngs. Bauer's coming off of a Cy Young, and you combine that with Walker Buehler, who has by far probably one of the best, you know, repertoires on that team. Uh, it, it's just crazy. And I know they came out and they said that Dustin May is going to be a starter. They moved David Price and Jimmy Nelson to the bullpen as long relief guys. And they have Gratterall now kind of assuming a setup role and going to maybe become the new Kenley Jansen. That is absolutely scary. And that's not even talking about the fact that they have Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, Corey Seager, and, you know, Justin Turner, Max Muncy, and, you know, everybody that they have in their lineup. It's just crazy. This is such a good team. And we saw it last year in the World Series. Uh, you know, they played the Rays, who probably might be one of the, you know, most fundamental teams in baseball. And the Dodgers just, you know, outdid them in that, too. This is a team that they, they run. They hit, they field the ball, they pitch well, they can do it all. They have guys that will probably hit 40 home runs. They have guys that will probably hit 330. They'll probably have guys that do both. You know, Mookie Betts probably will hit for, you know, 320 and, you know, 35 home runs. Cody Bellinger will probably hit 280 and, you know, hit 40 home runs. So it's just a team that is absolutely loaded. I would expect them to probably be 105 wins this year um you know i know that might be highballing it but if you look at their division the giants aren't very good the rockies aren't very good 
But I, I, I think that with the Padres, though, it would definitely be an exciting division. Um, but yeah. So this week was the very first week of my MOB Power Rankings. And I will be excited to update you guys every single Wednesday. I know, unfortunately, it's in the middle of the week, but I try to schedule it around when I have classes. Um, you know, college is kind of a busy thing. So, yeah. But anyway, thank you guys so much. Obviously, I'm super excited. I hope you guys all enjoy opening day tomorrow. I know I will be watching my Yankees at 1 o'clock. That is for sure. Um, and, yeah, it will be a great start to April. And I will see you guys on... Oh, Thursday with Nick. And then if not, I'll see you guys on Saturday. Thank you so much.